You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey's floater. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on this journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. (sighs) Tonight it was a tough one, man. Tough one. Anytime you lose to the Knicks is a tough one. It's a tough one. But uh, tonight was one of those nights. Hawks, uh, they showed a lot of fight for the second night in a row. Um, playing the second game of a back-to-back, I thought they played with a lot of energy. Back-to-backs are tough. However you want to call them, they're tough. They played last night in Miami, hopped a plane, and then got back early this morning and took on uh, the Knicks. They lose 117 to 108 in a game that was kind of all over the place, really. Um, it was it was a lot going on tonight. It was a lot going on. Um, but unfortunately, they fall 117 to 108. We were um, down at um, State Farm Arena tonight, and we witnessed everything. And uh, we're going to talk about that. But first of all, let me get rid of some of this housekeeping. Big part of what we do is on the social media front. So if you are on the socials, if you're on social media, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hawks Beat. Uh, that's all one word. 
uh, for Facebook, just type in the Hawks Beat. You'll see our Facebook page. Um, the most active of our platforms is Twitter and Instagram. So uh, we would love for you to connect with us there, man. Chat with us. Um, let us get some feedback. And that would be really awesome. Also, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the pod on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. And now Spotify even has a way that you can rate, rate, rank, <laughs> rank your podcast. I'm, I'm slipping over my words. Uh, so, yeah, man, go by Spotify and Apple Pod. Drop us a five-star rating. And we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. But... So with tonight's loss, the Hawks fall to 17 and 25. They are uh, four games out of the play-in game behind the Knicks, who currently hold the 10th seed in the East. Hawks are holding on that 12th seed, I guess, if that <laughs> do you even want to call it a seed. But just for some perspective, the Hawks will have to go 24 and 16 just to get to 500. Uh, tonight's loss makes it 10 straight losses at home. <sighs> they haven't won at home since November 22nd. The Hawks are 5-15 in their last 20 games. Um, so, yeah, that's just a bit of perspective of where the Hawks stand now. And I always say you are what your record is, man. You are what your record is. Um. The line going into this game, the Hawks were favored by two and a half points, which is kind of interesting because, you know, the Hawks were coming off of a a back-to-back. But um, I don't know. I guess Vegas kind of felt good about it, Um, but they definitely did not uh, take care of that two and a half. As far as the injuries were concerned, there was no bogey tonight and no Clint tonight. Um, They're kind of a different team when there's no Clint. I mean, there's... There's good and there's bad. I think that they get better perimeter defense, but they definitely miss Clint's, uh his toughness. They miss his rebounding and all those sorts of things. Same with Bogey. Bogey, Bogey's been kind of a mixed bag. I'm going to be honest with you. He's been kind of a mixed bag. A lot of fans have been talking about Bogey saying, look, all those, all those injuries have finally done him in. And I've seen some tweets tonight are, are ready to, to ship Bogey off, <laughs> ready to ship anybody off if, if it takes uh, the Hawks getting in a win column. But um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, Edub. Keep it locked. All right, folks, let's get into it, man. Ah. Man, I really wanted the Hawks to win tonight. <laughs> I really did. I'm not even going to lie to you, man. Um, and, and the Knicks are such a, a polarizing team, and it's just it's just always good to beat New York. Uh, but, you know, losing to them in your house, man, it's tough. It's tough. And, um, yeah, it is what it is, though. So let's get into it, man. First quarter, um, I thought the starters came out with some pretty good energy. Trey, the starters tonight were, were Trey. Uh, Kevin, Dre, JC, and uh, Gorgie Jang. And uh, I know some folks were asking, why aren't you starting the Kongu? I, I don't know. I mean, Gorgie Jang only played like 12 minutes tonight, so I'm not going to bust Nate's balls for that. I mean, um, 
I don't know. I, I think that sometimes Nate, he wants to use some of the guys for that second half, that second unit pop. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Gorgie, I mean, he, you know, he did what he had to do. He's not a good rebounder. You know, he can stretch the floor. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, as far as the offense is concerned, I really wish the Hawks would run more pick and rolls with John and Trey. It's like you guys do it with Clint and Trey all the time. Why can't you do it with John? Why can't you do it with John? It's just one of the questions that I always ask. I think they did it like once or twice, but like I, I don't know why. When 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 Clint and Trey is in the game, it's like you see at least five or six lobs to Clint. And my thinking is this: if you have Gorgie Jango under the floor, it's not an issue with spacing because you can move Jang all the way out to that corner. Move him out to that corner, run that pick and pop with 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 uh pick and roll with 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 Trey and John, and if John gets doubled on the roll, John could just shoot it out to Jang for an open three from the corner. I'll be cool with that. Like I'm cool with Jang shooting them open threes from the corner. You know he can hit that. He can hit that shot. Um, he was two of three tonight from from three. And I, I like that. I would just like to see that wrinkle a little bit more. But I don't know. A lot of people have been down on Nate. <laughs> uh, and, you know, hey, you, you, that's what happens when you go 5-15 and 15 in your last 20. Um, they're not winning ball games, So that's the type of thing that's going to happen. They're going to get on the coach. And I saw a lot of people wanting to get Nate up out of here. And it's always a what have you done for me lately type of league. And that's just what it is. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, you just signed him last year. <laughs> like, you just signed him. Things are going to have to get extremely bad. Extremely bad for Nate McMillan to get fired. Uh, maybe next year if they're still not, you know, winning or whatever. But it's going to have to be extremely bad for the uh, for the Hawks to fire Nate McMillan. So let me just address that. And all of the folks with the fire, fire Nate McMillan hashtag. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not saying that a lot of people even use that hashtag. I just saw one person on Twitter use it. And I don't know. They may have been the only person. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. First quarter, man. Um, I thought that the energy was good. I thought they matched the energy. Um, I look at when, when you play the Knicks, man. You always have to just be ready for a physical game. And I will say this, and you guys don't hear me say this often. I thought the refereeing tonight was absolutely atrocious. I thought it was utterly atrocious. I thought it was utterly atrocious. I, I, so two things can be true. The refereeing can be terrible and the Hawks can totally have let themselves off the hook because they settled for too many threes. I thought they settled for too many threes, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, there's a difference between taking threes that are in rhythm and settling for threes that are not really in the rhythm of the offense. And I thought that those two things were both true, that the refereeing was just absolutely horrible, absolutely horrible. The Knicks was getting calls like they were just like a team full of all stars. <laughs> like it was, I was like, wait a minute, who are the Hawks playing? Like what in the world is really going on? But 
I just I just didn't think the Hawks did themselves any favors by settling for threes. But um, again, first quarter of the game, um, thought it was a typical type of first quarter. Both teams coming out with some pretty good energy, and unfortunately. The Knicks were shooting better, uh, better from three, better from the field. Uh, it seemed that they were kind of getting to the pain and getting where they need to get as far as the perimeter was concerned. Um, I thought the Hawks' defense was better, but just not good enough to like, you know, oh, man, like, you know, they get some stops. I thought uh, Onyeko Kongu just had one of the better defensive games he's played. I thought he was really good tonight. I mean, I noticed him on defense. I noticed DeLon Wright on defense playing some good D. Uh, DeAndre Hunter always plays, you know, Randall good. I thought Randall was just making some tough shots. Um, so there were guys that were really playing tonight on this defensive end. I still think they lack that synchronicity on the defensive teams, on the defensive uh, side of the ball. Like, So they'll play good defense. But it won't be for like a full 24 seconds. Uh, they'll have lapses. And it's just, you're not good enough to have lapses. Second quarter was where I kind of saw the tide turning. Uh, Knicks just shot the ball just incredibly well. Um, 13 of 19. <laughs> yes. 13 of 19 in the second quarter. And... That was, you know, kind of when they started to kind of pull away a little bit, you know. Uh, they outscored the Hawks 34-23, to 23, and at that time, I'm like, yo, defensive breakdowns, early fouls. Um, I even put, like, this isn't John Collins' best half of basketball. Didn't have a good half of basketball. And outside of Trey Young, you really didn't have much. I mean, yes, John had eight. Yes, Gallo had eight at halftime, but it, it the offense just didn't seem like it was flowing. And it didn't seem like it was going to be good enough for them to get a victory. And especially when your defense is allowing the Knicks to shoot 60% from the field and 50% from three. So you're going into halftime 65 to 51, and you got to be thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, not again. Like, I mean, like, same story, different night, you know. Um, third quarter was a little bit different. Hawks start to turn things around a little bit in that third quarter. Trey starts to get going in a little bit. Um, he has eight points in the third quarter. And the Knicks, so I don't know if, if the Knicks just kind of hit a stalemate as far as their shooting is concerned or if the Hawks defense picked up. I'm willing to just meet in the middle and say both of the things were true. I think eventually the Knicks kind of just cooled off because, listen, the Knicks ain't going to shoot no daggone 65% the whole game. It's always going to even out. Um, so I thought that they 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 kind of cooled off as far as the shooting. I thought the Hawks' defense was, was fairly decent in that third quarter. Uh, in that third quarter, you played a line share of your starters, uh, Trey, DeAndre, uh, JC, Kevin all played like eight to 10 minutes in that quarter. So uh, that was one of your better quarters that you actually end up winning. Um, you shot 50% from the field, 30% from, uh, you know, uh, from the three point line. And then you you give yourself a chance. You, you know, you give yourself a chance going into the fourth quarter. And the, uh, one of the storylines here was the play of the bench. 
You know, fourth quarter, they started without Trey. You know, you're, you're going into the fourth quarter, 85 to 77. And it's like, okay, we got a chance to win this game, right? But you're so scared because, like, <laughs> okay, this is the fourth quarter. And we know what time it is, right? We know what time it is. And, uh, you know, it's time to play without Trey. And things can go really bad. But they didn't. <laughs> they really didn't, you know. Uh, I thought that second unit played really well. Like, they didn't give it the booty. And as a matter of fact, you know, Lou Williams get in there. At the 830 mark, Lou hits a shot. And before you know it, the uh, the Hawks are only down by four. And it's like, okay, do we bring Trey in or do we kind of roll with this hot hand? Because they've kind of cut into the lead a little bit, you know? And so... Um, had to be kind of a tough call to make, but, uh, eventually you got Trey and the other boys in there. And, uh, I think, uh, what's, when did Trey come back into the game? I have to, let me see if Trey comes into the game at the 620 mark. So Lou hits a three at the 720 mark. Hawks are down by two. They're down by two. And you're like, okay, well, maybe they need to sit Trey and just like let and see where this thing goes. Right. And as soon as I thought that, <laughs> as soon as I thought that, 48 bangs a shot. And so, okay, now you're down by four. Uh, Gallo misses a three. 48 comes back, hits another shot. Now you're down by six. Okay, let, let's stop playing now. <laughs> six and a half left. You get Trey back in there. You get Herter back in there. You get uh, John Collins back in there. And you get DeAndre back in there. So uh, now, look, you, you've given yourself a good chance to win this ball game you're down by six you're putting your dogs in and now it's just okay let's see what happens a lot of people were upset that um Onyeko Kongu did not finish the game and uh, Onyeko Kongu was out there for a long time now so here's the thing if I, they gave Onyeka, when, when did they take him out? Let me look at the uh, the play-by-play. They took Onyeka out at the 6.20 mark. They took him out at the 6.20 mark. Uh, because DeAndre came in for Onyeka at the 6.20 mark. They were down by 6. You can't, at that time, I think he would have played, I think it was like 12 minutes in a row, I believe. 12, yeah, 12 minutes in a row. If you play him the whole game, the, that that last six minutes, listen to what I'm saying. If you play Onyeka the, the rest of the game, that would have been him playing 18 minutes in a row. Like, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. However, what you could have done is you could have played him. I mean, you could have, you could have pulled him at the 620 mark, given him a little blow, you know, Maybe to the 420 mark when Alex Burks hits the free throw, get him back in there. You know what I'm saying? Because you really needed his defense. You really miss his defense. And you had Gallinari out there where, you know, he did make a three at the three at the uh you know at the 450 mark, but you needed some stops. And you ain't getting no stops, you know. And unfortunately, you know, DeAndre Hunter's doing the best he can, but you, you, it would have been nice to have. It would have been nice to have Okongu out there. Of course, 
Um, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but a lot of people were mad at Nate McMillan for doing that. A lot of people were mad at him doing that. And I can understand the outrage. I could understand the outrage. Um, I would have liked to just see him get a little blow and then come back into the game. But that wasn't what Nate did. That's just what it is. Um, here's where I think the game was lost. Here's where I think the game was lost. At the In the fourth quarter, the Hawks brought it all the way down to three points again. Well, they, they brought it within two, but they brought it back down to three um, at the 4.03 mark, right? So here's the thing. Hawks are getting back into this thing. Trey makes a diving layup. They're up by only three, right? So here's the sequence that happened in the next two minutes. Uh, 413 to 219. Yeah, so it's about two minutes. You had three trips for the Hawks, all ending up in... I didn't really like any of the threes that were taken in that quarter. You, I mean, in that, in that span. You had a two-minute span where the Hawks took three threes, and they missed all three of them. They missed all three. Gallo misses a three. Kevin misses a step-back three. And Trey misses a step-back three. Okay, you missed the threes, but what did you do on the defensive end? You gave up a three to Barrett. You gave up a bucket to Randall, and you gave up a three to to Fournier. That's the ball game, right there. Three empty trips versus three scoring trips for the Knicks. The lead goes from three to eleven in two minutes, and it's ball game. You're up one eleven to one hundred. Two and a half minutes with 219 left in its ball game. They tack on another one, 113, 100, 147. It's ball game. That's it. I mean, the game comes down to so many different moments, but I thought that two minute stretch right there, that was your window, and you didn't take advantage of it. You didn't take advantage of it, you know? So, you know, yeah, you put up 31 in the fourth quarter, but again, 31 don't mean nothing. If you're going to give up 32 and they couldn't give up 32, you know, they had a chance and they just didn't make it happen. If you are looking for a silver lining, I will say this. The last two games, this team has looked like they are playing with a little bit more intensity, a little bit more sense of urgency. And uh, I don't know if that's because of the trade or I I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why they. Uh, they appear to be playing with a little bit more um, urgency and a little bit more energy and a little bit more effort, it seems. But you're still coming up short. Still coming up short. So there is a lot of valid questions that are out there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have asked the question, have injuries caught up to bogey? You know, Clint's been in and out the lineup. It's like, OK, you get DeAndre Hunter back. But now it's like Clint's gone, you know, and, and bogey's gone. It's like, oh, like. I don't know. Like something has to give. Something has to give. Um, it's just a lot right now in Hawks land, and I know the fans are very upset. They're 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 just searching for answers. <laughs> I know. I know that uh, I'm pretty sure that the Hawks Twitter spaces were just off the chain tonight, but 
that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to come back, hear from the fans, and hear what they had to say. And then we'll put this uh, podcast in a bow and upload it for your consumption. So you listen to the Hogsby Podcast. We'll be right back. All right, third and final segment. I wanted to read something real quick. Um, I don't have the audio for tonight, but I did want to read something from tonight's presser. Uh, Danilo Gallinari um, was asked by Chris Kirshner. Um, uh, Chris was pretty much asked him about uh, something um, that Gallo said in an interview, I think, last night in Italian. And... um, I'll just say this. He said, an Italian where the English translation said, part of the Hawks' problem is this season, there is no clear hierarchy and no clear game patterns. Both were defined last season. So uh, this is Gallo kind of questioning, like, what are we doing here? What is the order of operations when it's crunch time? And in a a slow kind of slick way, kind of questioning the coaching. And so this is the answer that he gave him. He said, I'm thinking what I said in Italian to give you the right translation, but I was probably talking about the chemistry and the roles that everybody has, everyone has to have on winning teams. The roles are very clear from the starters to the bench to who needs to take the last shot and the plays we need to play. All of the winning teams do that. We are capable of doing that. And we haven't been doing that. We have to find the ways to do it. Like I said, the roles on winning teams are usually very clear. I'm not going to say I've been saying that all season, but I've been saying that for the longest. And I've been saying it kind of in a different way. And I've been saying it like this. If Trey doesn't have it going, who is the guy? You know what I'm saying? So the idea of uh, not having a clear cut number two, that's only going to take you so far. And Gallo is pretty much saying the same thing. Like if you don't have that number two that like, okay, if you're the Lakers, you know, come crunch time, if everybody's healthy, that ball is going through LeBron or AD. Period. If you're Brooklyn, you know that KD's going to eat. And if it's not him, it's probably going to be Harden or Kyrie. Those roles are defined. After Trey, there's no defined roles on this team. And I think it's problematic because a lot of times the assumption is, okay, well, if we need a bucket, we're just going to go to Trey. And sometimes Trey may be tired. Some Trey may, sometimes it may not be Trey's night, you know. And I think that's problematic when it comes to closing games. Now, last year wasn't a problem because Cats was hidden. Bogey was hidden. You know, you had Tony Snell hitting game winners. You know, like that was that was that was something, you know. So I think that's a thing to to monitor. So we will uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about that a little bit in, in the coming days. Uh, as things progress with this team, but I tell you, I, I agree with him. I agree with him. You got to have some continuity, and you got to have a game plan, other than we'll just, um, other than just get the ball to Trey. It's got to be something other than that, uh, clearly defined, 
and you have to clearly know what you do well. You got to know what you do well. Um, let's go to the fans, man. Let's go to the fans. I appreciate you guys for always uh, interacting with the Hawks beat on Twitter. And uh, after each game, I always ask, what were your thoughts on the game? And uh, some interesting thoughts for tonight. Um, let's go to, let me pull up my Twitter. Da, 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 da. Let's go with my guy, ATL Ramasaki. Uh, my, my listener all the way in Japan, man. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you always, brother. Uh, he says, love the effort by Big O. He's a real deal. I don't like the way Julius Randle played. He plays like a football player. <laughs> he does, man. He's so rough. I saw one play where he he threw like three elbows at DeAndre Hunter and was just like, like, get out of here, man. And, like, of course, the refs probably call a foul on DeAndre. It's just crazy, man. But appreciate you for checking us out, ATL Ramasaki. Uh, Mustang Marriage on Twitter says, amateur fan opinion, uh, they were sloppy. He said, Okongu gave us hope for a minute. Listen, Okongu was really good tonight. As far as the defense was concerned and the energy, I liked what I saw out of Okongu. Um, I kind of wish it, it, his final, that final quarter, they would have handled it a little bit different, uh, as do most Hawks fans. But I thought Okongu had a good night tonight. Um, <laughs> I got Logan from Hawks Talks. Uh, he just sent the link to tankathon.com. So I'm sure he's, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's getting loose with some with some powerful trades in that trade generator and just going to town, man. Shout out to him. White Tiger 416 says, shoot better, more double O, way more defensive effort needed, painful to watch. Okay, that's your opinion. Gerald Hooper, J Hoop, J Red Hoop on Twitter says, John Collins might be a liability. Ooh, okay. A little John Collins slander coming in here. Okay. This this is the fan voice, man. It's raw. It's raw and it's it's passionate. So I I I I respect all of your opinions, man. I appreciate you all for um checking in with your guy, man. Checking in with us. So um we're gonna go ahead and put this pod to bed, man. So let's look ahead and see what the Hawks have uh, uh coming down the pipe. So on Monday, they have tomorrow off. And on Monday, they have their annual Martin Luther King game. <laughs> and I don't know who scheduled this one, but the returning NBA champs are coming to town. So you got the Milwaukee Bucks on Monday, get a day off, get the Minnesota Timberwolves on Wednesday, and you have the Miami Heat back again on Friday. Listen. No rest for the weary. <laughs> this is weary. But Hawks need to get a dub, man. And no better time to kickstart their season or to kickstart this thing would be to get a get a win against the Milwaukee Bucks, the world champs. So we're going to see what's going to happen, and we're going to keep it tight. So uh, I appreciate you guys for checking out the Hawks Beat Podcast. And we will see you when we see you, man. Like we always say, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to get to know him, find him, and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace.
know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.